Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. I am your host, Miles Dawson, and this week we're excited to host a very special podcast about customer experience, or if you prefer, CX. To help me with this journey, I have with me today a terrific panel of senior research analysts and experts in CX from IDC. I'm joined here in London by my colleague Jerry Brown, who is IDC's CX Research Director for Europe. Hi, Jerry. Hello. Um, we're also joined on the line by Tom Zink, who is IDC's European Head of Financial Services Insights. He's based out of Munich. Hi, Tom. Good afternoon, everyone. And also Ornella Urso, who is the research analyst for IDC's retail CX Insights business uh, based out of Milan. Hi, Ornella. Hello, everyone. So um, we are here today to discuss trends in the enterprise adoption of customer experience technologies and how retailers and financial services view CX and where in their operations they see the greatest need for CX technology investments. First, we're going to discuss the overall trends of European enterprise adoption of CX. Then we'll dig a little bit deeper into what's happening in the retail and financial services industries. And then finally, look at the commonalities and the differences in those adoption patterns. So, Jerry, I'd like to start with you. I wonder if you could um, set the scene for us a little bit. Um, what is IDC seeing right now in the world of CX in Europe? Uh, thank you, Miles. So, the European customer experience market is a very exciting place to be at the moment. We're seeing tremendously strong growth of, of double digits, around about 10% growth across all the uh, European marketplace. So uh, what is happening is that there's uh, been uh, an introduction of AI technologies infused into, into CX. And this is creating a much more intelligent kind of customer experience, which is, is acting as a kicker to demand to create a new wave of CX adoption. So it's a very exciting space at the moment, which is changing very radically and quickly uh, because of the new introduction of AI into CX directly. So um, recent European IDC survey, uh, we, we did a, a survey of covering um, over 300 European enterprises, and they considered that CX was their most important business priority. So it's right up there as one of the big things that um, is taking up broad attention right now. However, the CX market has been around for some while and it's now starting to mature. And as every student of Jeffrey Moore and his Crossing the Chasm books know, it's a time when industry variants appear. So that is one of the purposes of our podcast today, to really explore two of the most mature segments um, in the CX market, financial services retail, to understand better what are the nuances, the differences, the commonalities that are really driving adoption in those two different markets. Brilliant. So thanks for that introduction, Jerry. So Tom, I'd like to bring you in and I wonder if you could give us a bit of a description on the adoption of uh, customer experience technologies in the financial services market. Sure, happy to. Um, first of all, I, I think it's it's quite funny actually or interesting in the very least that we, we have financial services as a leader in customer experience because everyone who has been banking and it's probably every one of us probably has realized that banks are not genuinely very customer-centric organizations or at least traditionally they haven't been and uh, this really shows in, in a couple of areas so uh, for instance when you think about how you interact with your, with your bank and, and the products that they uh, offer you it's really quite obvious that um, financial services remains the only industry that is still in a position to, to kind of make the customers speak the financial services language instead of the other way around. Fortunately, I think a lot of banks are now reworking and rethinking that. Uh, but still, 
very often when it comes to customer experience, uh, banks run a very traditional um, business and they haven't really um, built a, a very great customer experience. I would need this to say they ha obviously have been uh, investing a lot in custom centricity and it has been also a core component of pretty much any bank's mission statement for, for more than a decade. But for a lot of those organizations, it also has been uh, more of a, of a lip service rather than a reality. And having said that, they are uh, obviously among the biggest spenders in CX and uh, we have done the market sizing. So in 2019, the, the global CX spending uh, in financial services uh, ramps up to about uh, 82 billion euro. And I think we've seen strong growth, I mean, much faster growth um, than overall IT spending uh, on CX activities. So in the last, uh, we forecast that growth to remain at about 7.7% um, CAGR over the next five years. So when we look at where most of the spending is going, uh, obviously key focus is sales and marketing. Uh, that's then followed by customer data and intelligence, and the third uh, priority, really customer service and support. A um, bit further down the road, or very much at the bottom of, of that list, is, is the, are things like customer satisfaction and trust, and that is actually a bit alarming uh, when, when I think about that. Obviously, a couple of banks that are getting it, and I think that number is, incre is increasing. So one example that I, I really like uh, from a traditional bank is Commerce Bank, who has really uh, done a great lot of work uh, around their omnichannel sales and marketing capabilities. So um, the solution that they're using, I think it's a SaaS um, customer intelligence platform, is uh, enabling the bank to really manage and update all client activities, campaigns, interests, likes, dislikes in real time across all digital and physical channels. So that is really quite a milestone when you, when you ask banks. Um, also, uh, they have built that on top of, they built an online portal on top of that that really enables the customer to, to customize that experience. So if you want to hear product suggestions in a particular direction or you don't want to hear them, so it's really up to the client to steer that, that conversation as well. Brilliant, Tom. Thank you very much for that. It's really interesting. Um, oh, no, I'd like to bring you in as well. Could you give us a brief description on the adoption of CX in the retail market, please? Sure, Miles. Thank you. Um, actually, um, in retail, uh, customer experience represents a top C-levels priority domains for companies, with almost half of them that are reinvesting on customer journey personalization. According to the IDC 2019 Global Retail Innovation Survey, 20% of retail companies nowadays adopt a real-time contextual customer journey approach, compared with the 2% and 5% of retailers that were surveyed in 2017 and 2018, respectively. So retailers today are aware that the customer experience is a key differentiator to compete in the market. Although differences, of course, exist in approaching real-time contextual customer experience, especially when we look at a different retail subsegment. As an example, food and grocery stores 
store in the food and grocery store sectors, 38% of companies have achieved the latest level of maturity compared with 23% of specialty retailers and eating and drinking establishment there are at the moment around 20%. As of now, retail spending in customer experience equals $57 billion with 13 kegar in five-year span. And uh, what we see in retailers that relevant use cases uh, were related to companies that invest uh, over the next years on customer care and support, AI-driven engagement, as well as order fulfillment. These, of course, are further supported by the implementation of other digital initiatives that include the same-day delivery, for example, in the case of groceries, but also mobile scan-and-go, click-and-collect options from different locations, and the deploy of a progressive web app that support the training and support also the sales of Store Associate. One example is represented by Tommy Figure. Actually, Tommy and uh, his team were the first to get into using chatbot in retail upon his partnership with the supermodel, Gigi Hadid, already in 2016. Nowadays, their goal continues to be to drive traffic to their website and increase sales for the Tommy per Gigi collection. Upon greeting the user, the Facebook chatbot instantly introduce you to the collection and give you three options for the conversation. These are style advice, browsing, or the behind-the-scene look at the latest fashion show. And during the conversation, the bot reacts to keywords typed by customers and offers solutions. So customers are presented and have an opportunity to browse the other looks or categories, such as accessories or bags. And following the implementation of this new digital operation, Tommy experienced a substantial improvement in the retail sales and profitability. There are a couple of interesting themes um, out of those discussions that I wanted to pull out. The first one is um, customer consent, particularly with GDPR. The second one is customer conversations. And the third is is customer journeys. So I wonder if you could each discuss those trends um, within your particular industry. So let's start with, uh, with customer consent, uh, particularly with GDPR. Tom, could you tell us a bit about how that's working in the financial sector? Sure. Um, so I, I guess one big challenge uh, with GDPR, or generally it started off with data, data privacy, we had a lot many uh, regulations uh, that differed from market to market. And um, banks obviously are in the business of taking risks, but when it comes to, to those things, they usually are not willing to take a lot of risk. And also the way they work internally, so when they develop new products, they are not really uh, working necessarily in an agile way that you kind of bring in the data protection officer, the privacy officer into that development process early. So very often those roles still have, or the main role is to be a naysayer. And I think that's only changing now. So when we look at GDPR, I think it was supposed to increase or to, to create some, some more clarity. As a matter of fact, that hasn't really happened yet. I think uh, there's even more confusion nowadays what you can do within the GDPR framework. And I feel that rather than being penalized and getting into the headlines, a lot of the, the organizations are still very, very careful about um, customer consent. 
obviously a great deal of investments went into uh, automated systems to, to capture consent and also consent management. Uh, but still, I guess the big challenge now is what banks dare to do uh, within the framework and, and kind of testing the boundaries. And I think this testing boundaries is really essential when you want to bring or develop better personalized experiences. And that is really one area I, I, I see um, where we only slowly see progress and some of the more daring players actually having more success. Definitely. So thanks, Tom. Um, or another, how about in the retail sector? How do you feel that the customer consent category is being adopted? Yeah, in uh, in retail, actually, consent is a rising importance. Despite uh, retail might be uh, seen with a fleeting one-off nature and high volume of customer interactions. However, there are interesting cases of retailers that are paying more and more attention to these specific aspects of customer experience. And they are doing so by implementing also emerging technologies such as blockchain. One example is represented by uh, Shopee that has adopted a system of tokenization in order to reward customers in relation to the amount of personal data that they want to share with their preferred brand and, uh, and retailers. But in general, there are also interesting cases of CPG companies like Unilever and PNG that actually see brand trust as a critical part of their brand loyalty proposition and are driving retailers to take consent more and more seriously. Definitely, definitely. So, okay, let's let's go to the second one. So, the second one was to do with customer conversations and customer communication. Yeah, this is uh, an interesting aspect, uh, the one of customer conversation when we talk about retail and specific the retail cases. Because conversations in, in retail tend to be short, more transactional, but uh, it's important also to take into account how and, the, and how actually the contextual relevancy and accuracy is important uh, and uh, is guaranteed in terms of sales conversion. Um, for example, um, in the field of uh, luxury and, and fashion, and more particularly the case of, uh, of Barbary, uh, they adopted the usage of uh, iPad in their showroom floor to tap into customer purchase, uh, uh, purchase history. And actually, customers can also um, pose questions um, to, the, to the internal chatbot of the mobile app in order to, uh, to understand and, uh, and see product information. So in general, General cognitive technologies enable retailers to emulate friendly conversations, identifying the, pr the product that the customer wants, and engage or engaging also the customer as active buyers. Um, according to our recent studies, what we see is that AI-enabled conversational engagement is a relevant use case of digital transformation, and this is something that we see for one, more than one-third of retailers' companies' overall innovation effort. Um, so customer conversations really span a, a big spectrum in financial services. So they can really span, um, go from very simple inquiries, what's my account balance, to really having a complex discussion with your financial advisor on your investment strategy or, or your financial planning. So obviously uh, that it makes it complex to, um, to kind of keep track of all those discussions and, and regulation has come in to, to kind of really force banks to, to also track uh, 
a lot of the conversations that they have with the customers and, and also to, to kind of um, yeah, store them um, to, to really make sure that there is no mis-selling happening, for instance. Um, needless to say, most of the um, interactions or conversations that banks have uh, with the customers are of a rather simple mess, um, rather simple nature. And uh, we talked to a couple of banks that have, have experienced or have, have um, trialed um, chatbots and really channel automation technologies. And they have been very successful at automating a lot of the incoming traffic uh, that they have uh, in their call center or through or on other channels. So I think here, channel automation really can do a lot of value because you can automate a lot of those repetitive, rather dull uh, inquiries. And obviously, um, security and, and authentication technologies are also improving so that that entire thing can be done very securely. Um, on the more complex discussions, we really see a lot of investments going into uh, yeah, augmenting the advisor or augmenting the, the relationship manager and, and really using analytics to, to really um, kind of give next best, best actions and to, to kind of give a complete view of the, of the uh, well, relationship that you have with the customer. So I think those are really the two uh, most interesting um, areas in uh, how, how customer conversations are changing uh, today and how what, and the role that analytics and automation is playing here. Thanks both. Um, so the final trend we we're going to talk about was customer journeys. So Tom, finally, do you want to go through that and how that's affected in the financial services industry? Yeah, so I, I feel that customer journeys really have become quite essential in the last, let's say, five years. And I mean, it started out with banks really trying to to simplify a lot of their processes, and but trying to make them more seamless for for the customer. So a lot more self-service that that came along here, uh, a lot of automation that that is trying to simplify the, the process, and a lot of more non-intrusive um, checks and balances as well along the process. I guess. What's really uh, the next big thing uh, when we talk about customer journeys is that banks want to get closer to the customer. So basically, if you wait in your branch for a customer to come by and to make a, to, to, well, to arrange the, the financing of its house, you're already too late. So what they're trying to get is get closer to the customer journey when they buy a house or a car and really be more proactive in um, kind of marketing and, and sales initiatives around those, particularly those life cycle events, also predicting those, obviously. And I guess we, we have made some, some way here, but I guess what um, APIs will allow us to do moving forward, when particularly um, you can kind of build experiences across different industries. So a retailer working with a banking partner, for instance, I think that's ultimately when you see great experiences emerging. Yeah, indeed. Following what uh, what Tom has already has already said, uh, um, actually retailers, but companies in general need to uh, follow with a closer look uh, the the customer. In retail, a lot of work has been done done around optimizing the website and e-commerce customer journey experience in order to minimize the risk of the so-called abandoned card scenario. Um, the important goal that retailers need to achieve is to deliver a more frictionless 
frictionless and seamless the customer journey in order to uh, know more on customers' needs and, uh, and preferences. And uh, this is something that, that, um, that interests in particular retailers as a top and key area of, uh, of investment across uh, the different sub-segments. I already mentioned cases coming from uh, fashion and apparel retail, uh, food and grocery, but this is something that we are seeing is going on also in other sectors, such as specialty retailers. Great. Well, thank you both for such great insight into your respective industries. I just want to welcome Jerry back and who will uh, give us a bit of a sum up. Yes. Uh, thank you, Miles. So really interested to hear, you know, the differences that are coming through about the segments and sub-segments of these in individual industry markets and how, how, the, how they, they vary, you know, um, in terms of the, the application of customer consent uh, customer conversations and customer journeys. So, you know, what you can see uh, across the CX landscape is that there's a lot of common uh, technologies, applications, uh, uh, use cases and, in and investments uh, around this, but, you know, they vary distinctly by industry sector. So this is a theme that we're going to be exploring more deeply from IDC's perspective, looking at the nuances of the marketplace from an industry solutions perspective, rather than just the pure technology aspect of it, which our clients are finding particularly fascinating as the market matures and these, these nuances by industry sector come bubbling to the surface. So one of the, the investments that IDC has recently made is in the IDC CX Spending Guide, which basically looks at the marketplace from an industry perspective across 19 industries and 30 different use cases. So really understanding the drivers, the business drivers behind the, um, the adoption of customer experience uh, and you know, the, the, the business outcomes which are being sought by business leaders around customer experience. All right, thanks, Jerry. And I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today. If you'd like to learn more about our customer experience services and research, uh, please do check out the links in the description of the podcast below. I'd like to close by thanking our panel of experts, Jerry Brown, Tom Zink, and Ornella Uso, for a truly fascinating discussion about customer experience. And please don't forget to get in touch with us if you have any thoughts or comments. We always love to hear them. Uh, check us out on YouTube, on LinkedIn, get in touch on Twitter. You can find us if you search for IDC in there. And hit that subscribe button, I've got to say that, and uh, get your tech talk content delivered directly to your favourite podcast app. Thank you all very much and speak to you again soon. Mm -hmm.